The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. It's just gone 20 past five. If you've just joined us, welcome. Well, I suppose a reaction had to inevitably pour in from abroad. Nearly 100 British Jews are now writing a letter to Herzog and uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. Joining us now to tell us more about this and other issues which we're going to tackle this afternoon, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Always great to have you on board. Always good to be on board. Indeed. So let's start with nearly 100 British Jews writing this letter to uh, President Herzog and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, Tell us more. Well, this is uh, yet another major community that is voicing their concerns about the proposed judicial overhaul. But the difference here is who are amongst those Mm -hmm. British Jews that have uh, signed that letter to President Herzog and to Prime Minister Netanyahu. These are, uh, you know, Uh, for want of a better word, not just everyday citizens. These are people who have served uh, as heads of various courts, as uh, in in the highest levels of the legal system in the United Kingdom. So you've got, as well as uh, very, very well-known British Jews, so you've got people like Anthony Julius, uh, you've got people like uh, Professor Sir Bernard Ricks, uh, you've got a number of lords, including Lord Dyson, uh, Judge Lawrence Bress, you know, uh, people that have got OBEs, people who have served at the absolute highest levels of the law in the United Kingdom. Now, they join people like... Um, or communities like the American community, American organizations, uh, Australian organizations in voicing their concerns. Uh, uh, having said that, they also welcomed the pause in the overhaul. So I'll read to you a bit about uh, from their letter. I'm a, not very coherent today, as, as you probably can <laughs> Go imagine. Go ahead, Rolene, shame. Carry on. <laughs> it says, as British Jews and as supporters of a secure and democratic Israel, we express our profound concern and opposition to the judicial reforms in the form tabled by the present government. So in other words, you can read into that language mm-hmm. that um, uh, like many Israelis and like many around the world, they understand uh, the possible need for reforms, just not the way mm-hmm. it's being done. Right. We also express our deep concern over the needless and growing division in society that has been created by this process. We welcome the halt to the passing of this legislation announced on on Monday and encourage those from all parties to use the coming days and weeks to find a way forward so that those from all parties ensure that the appointment of judges remains free of political pressure and that judicial scrutiny is safeguarded for the benefit of all citizens of Israel, whether Jew, Arab, religious or secular. So this is very, very intelligent language because uh, they're addressing uh, straightforward the the issue of the selection of judges, which basically by um, a consensus in Israel, including those that are protesting against the judicial reforms, that, you know, there is an understanding that there is a need to reform this process. They have been very, very uh, clever to drive home the... Uh, 
judicial scrutiny and the civil rights of all of Israeli citizens without mentioning, you know, any other clauses that might be highly, highly controversial, such as the um, override clause, which is a huge huge and probably the main issue of contention. Certainly, Rolene, as you mentioned, intelligent and uh, if I can add to that impactful language used in that letter, it only remains to be seen how it will be received by the President and the Prime Minister. We can only look forward to that. Uh, Let's put that aside for now because there are two other uh, matters that we want to focus on right now. One of them, uh, as I mentioned uh, when we were communicating earlier on, something I've been meaning to ask you and uh, yeah, I'm curious, I'm sure many listeners are, uh, Israeli airstrikes on Syria's Aleppo International Airport. Now, it's been a bit frequent in recent times. Uh, Precisely what is going on here? Well, this is nothing unusual in the Israeli Air Force now to confirm or deny that they are involved in these airstrikes. These are often uh, claimed by Syrian media. Having said that, should there be airstrikes on positions in Syria, they are Iranian Um, military or paramilitary uh, positions. In in fact, it was confirmed earlier today that the strikes uh, in and around Aleppo airport were on Iranian air defense systems. So you can kind of read between the line. It is known that uh, Iran used Syria as an opportunistic launching pad for strikes on Israel or to try and, and, and traffic weapons through Syria into Lebanon or through to their other proxy in um, on, on the southern border of Israel. So uh, this is why, you know, we keep, uh, when it comes to the issue of Russia and Ukraine, this is why you mm-hmm. see Israel having a very, very delicate position, unlike the South African government, where um, uh, we support Ukraine, but are aware and cognizant of Russian military presence in Syria and that, uh, you know, Russia is, is still an ally of Israel and that we have to uh, balance mm-hmm. our support for Ukraine and uh, ensuring that we don't attack um, Russian positions when there are strikes in Syria. Indeed, Roland. Well, it is uh, our last uh, afternoon overdrive uh, program for the week. So let's just end it off on a, a feel-good note. Uh, this story about more than 20 guests from various countries in the Gulf and Africa arriving in Israel when was yesterday for an historic visit to Jerusalem. Is this the first? And uh, yeah, tell us more about it. Well, this is great. This is a a conference, a three-day conference that has been initiated by the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs. And there are quite a number of different countries represented, many of whom who don't have um, formal bilateral ties with Israel. So we've got countries like Saudi Arabia, Somalia, Djibouti, Tunisia, Mauritania, um, Sudan. We've also got... The, the UAE, Bahrain, Chad, Ethiopia, Ghana, Jordan, Kenya, Morocco, Namibia, Nigeria, Rwanda, um, Somaliland, South Africa, okay. South Sudan, and Uganda. Now, a lot of the attendees are either um, journalists or come from think tanks or uh, are from like di- applied diplomacy institutes. And what they're there to do is to discuss 
Israel's relations with African and Gulf countries. I would love to be a fly on the wall during uh, these discussions. Indeed. Well, uh, let's hope, as you as you've consistently mentioned, uh, we're so passionate about the Abraham Accords. Maybe they can convince their leadership about joining these accords and, of course, the cementing ties with the Holy Land. Rolling, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us so once again, and have a great weekend. It is our final uh, afternoon overdrive uh, program for the week. Rolling Marks giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land right now.